sex. Okay with that? Well, yeah, in retrospect, yes. Okay, but like, I want to see one. Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. I am your upset that it's now not Halloween. That's for scare me. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, forgot my title. We for a are minute. coming at you from November first now. Yeah, because after Halloween, why didn't we uh, release all of our episodes on Halloween, Danny? Because <laughs> uh, we got busy and. Uh, Tired. <laughs> we realized that we had made a massive mistake yeah. in doing all of our episodes the in same day. One day, oh man! No. I'm glad that we ended up not because it gave me a little bit more time to like digest 2018 because I only watched it yesterday on Halloween. I know that you did also. Yes, but it gave me more time to think about it retrospectively, and then I can kind of shut my brain off of Halloween and then talk about Rob Zombie later on today. Yes. So once we get to do that, then I don't know what we're going to do. Because we don't have a schedule yet. Yeah, we got to start talking about it in November. <laughs> <laughs> so this is part three of our Halloween franchise breakdown. Can you freaking believe it? <laughs> if you're listening now, thank you for coming this Please, far on our Halloween I journey. Mean, I promise that this one will be much better. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, the last episode we weren't very excited to be it's talking just, about there was the just so much that even i had to ignore for the sake of oh, uh, trying to be brief and it still was just a bunch yeah. um oh. i don't have a whole lot in the in the terms of actual notes on these movies but i do have i have all the necessary background stuff mm-hmm. but i think that'll free up time to talk about our impressions of these movies and give time to talk about 2018 oh man because i love if i could recommend one halloween movie like that would be it it would be 2018 absolutely like even though i would say like one and two should be watched in the same sitting Mm -hmm. i mean 2018 is just the ultimate it takes it's it's like what we said yesterday we're like it takes all of the pieces that were good about the other movies and it like megazord morphs them <laughs> into the ultimate halloween movie and there's gonna be more of them so we'll yes. talk about our predictions for halloween kills Which also comes out next october october 2021 damn it oh it's so far away <laughs> it's literally a year from now i know <laughs> okay so we're gonna jump in on the Laurie Strode trilogy. So now we're... As we have dubbed them. Yeah, so now that they're kind of the reinventions of what kind of came out after... <laughs> after, after Curse of Michael Myers six. was like, they really woke up and hit like rock bottom. Like, what are we doing? Yes. So because uh, these movies are kind of a reinvention, there's a lot of new things, and it's kind of when they hit like a third wind, mm-hmm. is they have... Laurie, they have Jamie Lee Curtis come back as Laurie Strode for the first time in 20 years. Yes. And because she comes back, there's a lot more, like, I guess social pressure to make mm-hmm. it, like, not the schlocky, you know, sequel. Yeah. But be- when they do that, they fall into what I've dubbed the real curse of Michael Myers, where they make one that it's does good. very well, but as I found out, even during that... There was a problem. Because mm. Jamie Lee Curtis was like, she wanted to reunite with the cast. They had reached out to John Carpenter. He wanted a bunch of money. Uh, Akkad said no. That and they tries. went forward without him. And 
during that, she's like, all right, so this will be an end, right? Like, we're just going to end it. And then Malik Akkad looked at his little shrine to Michael Myers <laughs> and went, um, no. no. There's a stipulation in the contract of his ownership of the franchise that says that they can never kill Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> they can never kill him so oh my god so they were about to start filming like mm. they haven't started it and she almost walked damn until the screenwriter uh kevin williamson who is an unaccredited screenwriter for h2o okay uh he also wrote and produced scream okay he was the one that came up with the ending and, like, the little twists of how they can make it work Good. for it. So he's like, as far as anyone that watches this movie knows, Michael Myers dies. But you still get to have your, like, next movie. Yes. You know, Jimmy Lee Curtis just was like, leave me out of it. Mm-hmm. As much as you can. So, that being said, starting with uh, Halloween H2O, which is not Halloween Underwater. Mm-hmm. I had to make the joke. I'm sorry. You had to. I, had to. I can't I mean, blame you. I would. I know. I I don't get the title either. It's, <laughs> um, it's just a weird way of saying 20 years after the original Halloween. Yes. So, um, I have more for Resurrection, but I only have one for this. Originally, Kevin Williamson's uh, screenplay like was based on a story that he wrote that was called uh-huh. Halloween 7, The Revenge of Laurie Strode. Ooh. Which was going to pretty much follow the events of all of the previous movies, mm-hmm. but just say... Yeah, she was alive the whole time. Interesting. Like, they, they still have the, like, um, Hillcrest Academy storyline where she's mm-hmm. the headmistress. Um, there's just a, there's just a, uh, a student who's going, like, who's doing a report on the murders uh-huh. and mentions that Jamie dies and there's flashbacks to the other movies um, and it says Lori responds to hearing the student's report on the death of her daughter by going into a restroom and throwing up. And I oh, think shit. that they did well enough to leave that out of it mm-hmm. and instead to give her another child. Yes. So H2O in the first of several, or not the first, uh, the one of several times that Halloween retcons itself, H2O follows only the events of Halloween and Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. And then it's H2O. So everything in the last episode, forget. No <laughs> it doesn't matter. And won't ever and won't matter for the rest of the movies, including yes. the Rob Zombie ones. So Curse of Michael Myers was the end of one timeline. Mm-hmm. So H2O borrows some stuff from the I guess kind of more supernatural Michael Myers end. Mm-hmm. Um, not, like, the cult stuff, but, like, yeah. he's a lot more menacing. He's quite menacing like, in this he movie. Doesn't... He's got that really intense one-arm I was gonna... Guy. I'm glad. I love that oh, so it's much. so cool. But he also, like, just... He's just an asshole in this yeah. one. Like, um, like, that scene where, um... Uh, what's her son's name? The guy that Josh Hartnett plays. Oh, um... Oh, man. But he and his girlfriend are running away from Michael Myers, and, yeah. like, she's getting the keys and opening up the gate, and then she drops them as they're, like, close them. So he, like, walks up to him and just stares at the keys, looks at them, and is just, like, toying with them. Like, he's mm-hmm. just, like, 
a jerk. Yeah. When he even, like, makes them accidentally shoot LL Cool J. Yeah. <laughs> Who lives? I'm glad he that he live. lives. Well, and in one of the most menacing and probably the most iconic shot from this movie is right oh, after right. he's toying with the gate and through, like, a circle window yeah. and a door... Um, I was about to call her Jamie. Lori and Michael <laughs> stare each other down. Well, and it's the first time that they've seen each other in 20, in 20 years. years. And it's very, like, oh, man. I think it's either that or she sees him walking towards her mm-hmm. and, like, shuts her eyes and, like, opens them and he's gone. Yeah. So she just assumes that he's not there. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, this is 20 years, so Lori is now adult. This is... 1998, mm-hmm. so this is, like, right, this is, like, peak, like, Freaky Friday, like, you know, like, yeah. 90s era Jamie Lee Curtis, um, so she's, you know, obviously pretty traumatized from her experience. Understandably so. She has faked her death, mm-hmm. and has fled to California under a different name. Yes. And has become the headmistress of a, like, prep boarding school. Yes. Uh, and she's also in that time because it's been seven. I think it was. It's been twenty years, but she's has now a seventeen-year-old son. Yes, uh, who is played by Josh Hartnett in an earlier role of his because I couldn't find yeah. a whole lot of stuff. Like he's been in Thirty Days of Night. He was in Petty and Dreadful. Um, he shows up a lot. This cast is very cool mm-hmm. because it's for the nineties. They're young enough. But they're also mostly established actors. Okay. And then have gone on to do more things. Like, Josh Hartnett's girlfriend's character, Molly, is played by um, Michelle Williams. Yeah. Who, I mean, she was in Venom. She was in um, The Greatest Showman. She was in My Week with Marilyn. She dated Heath Ledger for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved her in this movie. I like her in everything that I see her in. But yeah. everyone in this movie, like, when you normally, when they have young casts, especially in this, like, post Scream era slasher movie, they kind of suck. Yeah. But all of them are good. Like, mm-hmm. the the four main characters are, you know, it's Josh and his buddy and his girlfriend, and then, like, it's it's him and his buddy and their, and their girlfriends. Yeah. And all of them, they're nice people. They all yeah, get along. Like actually decent people. And, which yeah. I kind of missed about Halloween movies. Yeah, well, and, like, there. the whole plot is that, you know, there's this big, like, Halloween trip that the boarding school gets to take to, like, Yosemite National Park, and, you know, there's a lot of good, you know, writing-wise, like, scenes with um, Lori and her son. Yes. Because she's obviously very paranoid about their safety, so she kind of has kept him on a short lease, and he's sick of it. Yeah. And it feels real. Like, it's not even, like, Michael Myers isn't even just, like, it's the root of their problems, but, mm-hmm. like, that's not what he brings up yes. all the time. He only brings it up once. Mm-hmm. Um... But because of that, he's like, well, I can't go to Yosemite. Like, I guess, like, the four of us are just going to chill on campus. We'll have, like, a fun night, with, like, for our girlfriend. Like, they set yeah. up this whole thing. They sneak out to, like, try to go get booze. Yeah. Um, and they, they're just nice people. Like, mm-hmm. they're good people. And, uh, I mean, they're friends with the security guard who's played by LL Cool J. Man, I love him in this movie. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> he's so weird because he's not in it a lot. I say, and w- most of the time when he's in it, he's like calling his girlfriend. He's on the phone with like his wife or something because yeah. he's like this, like, because he's a security guard, but he also writes 
I guess amateur like softcore pornography. Oh, so he's like trying to write adult erotic novels. Like for his wife, he's like yeah. he's like reading them to her, and she's like giving him notes. Yeah, and at one point I'm pretty sure she's like, "That's fucking stupid, dude." Yeah, like I can't believe she'd fall for this. And he's like, "She said I don't believe I'll fall." Like he like wrote his wife into his story, yes. so she'd appreciate it more. Oh my gosh, I love him in this movie. And he truly, like, he doesn't do that, like, kind of, like, comic relief thing where, like, they hog the spotlight, or, like, in most modern horror movies, <clears throat> the nun, where they just kind of overkill the... Calling them they, out there. Uh, they just, I get it. The, that movie was ruined by that, the comedic bullshit. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, because it's the most metal horror movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> And we all saw it together, and everyone's like, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, yeah, it was too funny. <laughs> Did you miss the whole, like, demon nun thing? Because that's why I went to go see it. Mm -hmm. But, like, no, he's not like that. Like, yes. he shows up, he he plays it pretty straight. It's just funny because, you know, they're, like, giving him shit. They're mm -hmm. like, hey, man, what if you just, like, accidentally open the gate and let us out? He's like, no, man, I can't do that. His wife is, like, on the phone still, and she's like, don't you lose your job. <laughs> But yeah, um, there's a lot of like really good, because especially because we haven't seen most of these characters ever, and we've mm -hmm. only, we haven't seen Laurie in 20 years. They do a good job of making them as if they've been around for a long time. Yes, like Laurie and is starting this new relationship with the like school counselor, and is like the first person that she's told about her real life. Yes, to anybody, and it's on the night that Michael Myers finds her. Because mm -hmm. she's, like, just about to be okay with, like, you know what, maybe maybe I should move on. Maybe it's over. And then he shows up. And then up. Mikey shows up and is like, hey, you forget yeah. about me? He shows up, and the first thing that I kind of remember him doing is he's got that bathroom scene, like, that, like, mm -hmm. uh, he's in, like, I think Yosemite, actually. He's in, like, the National Park area. Yeah. And it's a scene that 2018 recycled that he goes like there's a mom and her daughter and her daughter I think or her son and her child yeah and they they you know like they're driving through like I guess this park of the peripheral park you mm -hmm. know landscape so there's like a you know small like building that's got bathrooms in it and they gotta go and she's like okay well you know the women's best restrooms locked let's just go to the men's we really gotta go so they're going in there doing their business and like they're in different stalls mm-hmm and Michael Myers shows up, and it's a very suspenseful part where it's you're like, is he going to kill that kid? Yeah. And he just, I think he just takes her, he just purse, steals her purse so he can steal her car. car. And I'm like, man, I really hope he's, like, I don't know these people at all, but I'm like, mm. I hope he doesn't kill them. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, and I'm glad that they showed, like, it's even in the trailer for 2018 when they had the bathroom bit. I'm like, that's definitely an H2O reference, because mm -hmm. that was, like, one of the scariest parts of that movie, was him just silently coming, because he she can't see that it's Michael Myers. He mm -hmm. doesn't have the mask or anything. But she just sees, like, clearly a man, you know, like, move, like opening doors, and she gets very afraid that, you know, she'll come after, he'll come after her kid, and he just takes the person and leaves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, these are horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> and he might kill people. Which, I, we mentioned that he doesn't, when he does kill, it's pretty intense, but there's a long time without any killing. Mm -hmm. Like, you actually get to know everybody, like, long enough, kind of like Before in the, the first movie. starts. Yeah. Like, even in the first movie, like, he kills a person, like, mm -hmm. during the, you know, day. And he's stalking and he's doing all this stuff. But, like, you don't see Michael Myers 
where like they don't see Michael Myers for a long time as they're just going through their lives, mm-hmm. which is good because it again it speaks to you know you learn these characters and you like them. So when he does kill them, you actually are like, oh man, I like that. Guy. Like I yeah. wish that the like I hope that they would have lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned the gains on Michael, <laughs> the one arm pull up. <laughs> Yeah, he just, like, when he'll kill dudes... I mean, he does the same thing he did in Halloween, too, where, like, he stabs a guy and, like, lifts him up. Mm-hmm. Just tosses him. Like, he doesn't mess around. No. Like, when he's going he after... He's a man yeah, on a mission. When he goes after Laurie, like, it's a very physical fight. Like, she is using tables to block him. She is throwing shit at him, and he is, like... Without that fight, she's dead. Yes. Because he's not messing around. He's trying to kill her as much as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I I try to even, I didn't even say who directed. So Steve Miner directed this movie. It was written by, like I said, like screenwritten by the guy that wrote and produced Scream. Also, Robert Zappia and Matt Greenberg, who have some pretty interesting credits themselves. This mm-hmm. guy Robert Zappia also wrote Jackass 3D. Oh, um, how do you write that? <laughs> or like he produced it. Oh, like okay. it was involved in it. He's also written several episodes of the new version of the Tom and Jerry show. Interesting. <laughs> Not where I would think an H2O writer would go. Like he doesn't have a whole lot of writing credits, but like that's one of the big ones. Interesting. <clears throat> and the other guy, Matt Greenberg, wrote um, the Stephen King adaptation 1408. Okay. He wrote Seventh Son. He wrote Reign of Fire. Have you heard of Reign of Fire? I have not. Great. I want you to imagine a zombie apocalypse, but instead of zombies, it's fire-breathing dragons. Ooh. That's Reign of Fire. That's he also good. wrote the remake of Pet Cemetery. Okay. <clears throat> so he's got a pretty, I wouldn't say auspicious career, <laughs> but he also wrote Children of the Corn 3, but it was un- unaccredited, <laughs> which I believe 3 is also the first, if I remember correctly, the first on-screen debut of Charlie's Theron. Really? I'm, like, pretty sure. Huh. It was it was her or somebody else that I was like, huh. They weren't even credited. They were just, like, there. Yeah. So, like I said, Steve Miner directed. Um, the only credits that John and Deborah Hill have are that they created, they created Michael Myers and, and Laurie. Um, like I said, like, Michelle Williams, Adam Arkin, um, Janet Lee is in it. Janet yes. Lee, who's Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, mm-hmm. uh, who is famously in Psycho. She was yes. the woman in the shower. Uh, she plays, I believe, a one of the teachers or maybe a secretary at the academy and has a scene with her daughter mm-hmm. where she's... It's, just that, it's that, like, homage to, like, the... Someone scares Lori, and she, they're like, oh, it's Halloween, it's okay if you get scared. And she's like, well, I've had my fill. And then as she's leaving, there's, like, the little score of the Psycho theme mm-hmm. underneath, which is pretty cool. I love those little Easter eggs. Forgot the biggest one. Opening scene, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He dies in the first, like, Yeah, that also speaks to, like, how intense Michael Myers kills people. Because the first scene is him... I mean, clearly he doesn't know Laura exists. Like, mm-hmm. he thinks that she's dead or whatever. He stalks the. He tracks down the nurse from Halloween one and two. The woman that Loomis works with at um, what is it Smith's called? Grove. Smith's Grove. And like the woman that was always smoking, she showed mm-hmm. up in two to tell him that they were related. 
And so he he kind of breaks into her house, roughs everything up, so she gets scared and calls the neighbors. And the neighbors are two, like, little boys. One of them is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's, what, 14, if that, in that movie? Be, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be about it. How old is he? Gosh. And, like, he shows up, like, with a hockey stick. He's like, I'll check the place out. Like, you know, goes to the house. Like, it's clear that Michael Myers has, like, raided her files. Like, he knows about, you know, Lori's existence and where she's at. Mm -hmm. And uh, right after that, she finds out that Michael Myers, like, found her shit. So she goes Mm -hmm. to call the neighbors. And uh, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt was into hockey, he gets killed by an ice skate in his face. Yeah. Which is a cool looking It's pretty kill. cool and it's very intense. Yeah. And the other kid just gets like stabbed or something. Mm-hmm. But like he shows up and as the cops are called, because she called the cops to go to her house, but she goes to the boy's house to like go get him. So as the cops are coming across the streets, she's calling for help as she gets her throat slit. Mm-hmm. And that's the, like the cold open, I guess, of the movie. Yeah. But I always thought it was cool, like, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt was, like, at this time, like, just kind of breaking through. Mm-hmm. Like, you figured out, like, because the first time I know him was, like, uh, like Treasure Planet. And you're like, this was before that. So yeah, this it's was even before. four years before Treasure Planet. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So they've got, like I said, this cast is younger, but it it, it works. Like, it's it's a good young cast. Um, and as a whole, the movie feels very Halloween-like, but mm-hmm. it's modern enough that it's not like, the, it's not like Curse of Michael Myers, they try to just bring it to the 90s, like, as soon as possible, like, yes. without little, you know. This is fresh enough that, like, it, it feels like how a franchise reinvention should be, mm-hmm. where it's, like, a lot of the same feelings of the original, with a new story and a different setting, to keep it new and fresh. Uh, like, kind of like what 2018 does with its new characters, like all the teenagers in that movie, are all fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they all feel very real, and they yes. feel they like they just belong. Like, they are the natural successors. Like how the teenagers in Return of Michael Myers were to the 70s. Yes. These are the teenagers of, like, the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, to a lesser extent, there, there wasn't really any... Like, Rob Zombie doesn't really count, but yeah. the, the teenagers from 2018 are like the teenagers of now. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I only really have that Michael Myers is shredded. <laughs> and that, like, the mask is a little weird looking. Like, the eye holes are, like, bigger, so it you see the bigger. flesh. It's still not <clears throat> the weirdest of the masks we'll be talking about today. Oh, my God. But on that note... Do you remember when we talked about how the mask was, like, purposefully made... To, like, not have any emotion. Yeah. Like, it didn't... It almost didn't resemble, like, a human face. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what really punctuates that? By putting makeup and, like, contouring, like, facial expressions. Mm Mm-hmm. Onto a emotionless husk. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about H2O? I mean, the ending, obviously, we'll talk about with with Resurrection. I really liked the ending. I don't like how it was dealt with in Resurrection, but well, I know but they, they knew that wrote up top. Up yeah. top. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I I really enjoyed the movie, and I thought it was a really good return to form mm-hmm. after the Jamie Lloyd trilogy. Yes, kind of very much swayed away from that form. Yeah, and this was the best way to bring it back twenty years later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the ending, like before we get into Resurrection? 
So, um, <laughs> in this ending, um, Michael's been, like, incapacitated for a hot minute, and so there's, like, paramedics on the scene trying to take his body away, because that's what they always try to do in these movies. <laughs> Why? Why don't you just immediately <laughs> shoot it? And just pull, just, draw and corner it. <laughs> you gotta double tap it. <laughs> fucking rip its arms off and throw it in the ocean. <laughs> but so, in inexplicably, inexplicably, Michael escapes again and mm. chases Lori, who's driving the van that he's in now. Well, because she, like, had stabbed him or something, and mm. as they load him into the ambulance, she, like, takes a cop's gun mm-hmm. and carjacks the ambulance. Yeah, because she's like, I'm <laughs> like, finishing We gotta this. kill this guy. And so she ends up pinning him with the car up against a tree, and he reaches out to her being like, hey, help. And for a second, you're like, she looks like she's genuinely sad, and you're like, no, she's going to help this dude who's been trying to kill her for 20 years. And then she swings an axe and decapitates the dude. Fucking awesome. <laughs> which is so cool. And then the Halloween theme starts playing in, and then it's credits. Yeah, like, that's it. That like, is they the just, movie. The, end, the movie ends with them killing Michael Myers. That's it. So well, obviously resurrection happens. <laughs> well, before we move on to that, I will say one of the best things I can say about H2O is while it's an hour and a half, it does not feel like it's that long it felt shorter it moves like it, it feels yeah. like a shorter movie yeah. because it's just constantly moving and you're invested mm-hmm. because i was watching it with mcguire and we were both like is it it's, it's over already it's over? yeah and then i looked at my clock and i was like it's been an hour and a half yeah. he only kills like four or five people i say it's a low kill count yeah and he, it's but again it's, they're they're all effective. like within 20 minutes of each other mm-hmm. i mean with the exception of the beginning uh, I don't want to step on your great point, but you know what my favorite thing about H2O is? How it hydrates me. <laughs> Can we talk? I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, res- so Halloween Resurrection. Well, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to give you a gut punch because that's what Resurrection did to this. That's so you have this great high of H2O. Mm-hmm. Mm, sweet, sweet H2O. Stop it. Resurrection. <laughs> it's just such a dumb name. So, it's, so obviously H2O ends... Um, it, the f- franchise feels reinvigorated. It's you know, you feel like okay if they, if they make another one, you know, first of all they shouldn't because Michael Myers is dead. Maybe yes. it'll be a prologue or something else or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it's a sequel. It's a true. To, Michael true Myers sequel. isn't dead. They up top go. Hey, okay, so Lori is in a mental institution now. Because she killed a guy. And you go, what do you mean? You're like, yeah, it was Michael Myers. And they go, no, 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 no. Because apparently, when Michael was incapacitated in the school, a paramedic came to, like, put him in a body bag. And Michael crushed his larynx so that he couldn't speak. Dressed him up as Michael Myers, switched clothes with him. And then put him on the gurney. So that when Lori jacked the ambulance and the guy woke up, he was a silent, masked, you know, Michael Myers. So when he reached out to her, it was him actually calling for help instead of taking the mask off or anything. Doing any kind of thing. So she killed the wrong person and Michael escaped. Because of that, she feels so much grief that she checked herself into a psychiatric facility that she's been doing this like Terminator 2 like Sarah Connor like 
readiness. Where mm-hmm. she's like, he's gonna come back. It's any day now. She's been hoarding her painkillers. Like, she's been doing all this stuff. Waiting for him to show up. Mm-hmm. And obviously he does. And when he does, she he chases her to the roof. Where she makes, like, this fun, like, snare trap that, like, mm-hmm. hangs him off the roof. And as she's getting ready to kill him, he starts reaching for his mask again, kind of like how the guy in H2O did. It kind of freaks her out, and she's like, well, okay. Despite the fact that he just ran It definitely is Mike. Yeah, like, it's definitely Michael Myers this time. But she's like, I just want to be sure. So as she's reaching out to take, to take his, his mask, mask off, off, he grabs her and pulls her over with him. And their combined weight snaps the trap. They go over. Somehow, onto the yeah, ledge. With Michael's like, like holding onto the ledge so they don't fall off the roof, and she's grabbing onto him, and then he stabs her, mm-hmm. and then she dies. Yeah, in the first five to ten minutes of this movie, Lori is dead. They killed Lori for, and definitely because Jamie Lee Curtis was like, "I don't want to do this." Again. Yes, because uh, they're like, "We're not gonna kill Michael Myers. We can't do this." Because mm-hmm. uh, I, it was in here like the writers of H two O were left with the dilemma when Jamie Lee Curtis wanted to end the series, but Mustafa Akkad had a clause that legally wouldn't allow the writers to kill Michael Myers. <laughs> so Kevin Williamson was like the guy that made the paramedic story, and they're like, "All right, fine." But she's like, "If you're gonna do like if you're gonna make this movie, no part of a sequel. Like H two O cannot hint a sequel at all. If you're gonna do this scene, put it in the next movie." So they did, and she said that she would do it only for, you know, that they killed her off. Yeah. There was a lot of people that they approached to try to get back to it, because they wanted to keep that energy of, like, it's a return to form. So Mm -hmm. they tried to get Dwight H. Little, who did, I believe, Revenge of Michael Myers. Uh, They turned it down. Rick Rosenthal ended up directing it. He directed Halloween 2. Yes. Uh, These are some of his only film roles. Like I said, like in the Mm -hmm. last couple episodes, he does a lot of TV stuff. Yeah. Um, They approached Daniel Harris to be in it. Not as Jamie Lloyd, obviously, but as somebody else. Um, But I don't... It doesn't say why she She didn't do it. Um, Probably because she still was a little sore from Curse of Michael Myers. I don't blame her. Because it's the same company that distributed it. Um, The film's trailer was delivered on April 26th. 2002 with the release of Jason X. So that's where we're at in Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. So, so we're right Jason about now. Space. So a Nightmare on Elm Street movie hasn't been made in like nine years. Mm-hmm. Jason's in space and Michael is on Big Brother. So <laughs> a weird era of iconic horror movies. Oh, God. The original titles for this movie were Halloween Homecoming. I guess. Sure. And because it's it's like a cyber movie. No. Oh, God. I'm Are you scared. ready for these? I'm scared. Halloween, MichaelMyers.com. Or Halloween H2K. Because Y2K was 2000, and now it's 2002. I know this isn't a visual thing, and this is a podcast, but if you could see the pain in my face right now... And the, like, joy in mine looking at you getting... Come on. H2K! Michael.com. MichaelMyers.com. LLC.org. .gov. (laughs) Okay, because apparently... Because this is still a... um, This is still a Miramax release. Yes. That... You know, 
what's popular in 2000? The internet, right? Yeah, because the internet's new, hip, Put and cool. Michael Myers on, on the, the internet, internet or something, said the producers. And you know who said yes? Buster, Buster Rhymes. Rhymes! And Tyra Banks! <laughs> Tyra Banks. I still forget she's in this movie. So, Halloween Resurrection, and I, I can't... I can't even make this up. This is the description of the movie. Okay. So, we just had a whole big return to form. Michael My like, Halloween, Michael Myers, Laurie Strode. You know, it, he's this unstoppable killer, driven by his desire to kill family members or to do, you know, whatever. So, she's dead. What do you do? Three years after he last terrorized his sister, Michael Myers confronts her again, killing her, before traveling to Haddonfield... To deal with the cast and crew of a reality show, which is being broadcast from his old home. Isn't there a production company called, like, Dangertainment? Dangertainment. Which is a choice of a production company. This movie was a choice. That's also true. So, as you can probably guess, they just, well, maybe not even guess. So, they basically decide, they get a bunch of college kids who, despite their best efforts are just in a bad movie. Like, yes. they do their best, and there's some pretty... Like, I mean, Sean Patrick Thomas is in it. Uh, Bianca Kajlich was the main was the main final girl. Daisy McCracken. Katie Sackhoff, who we covered with, in Oculus. Yes. Um, she's gonna be the Mandalorian this season. I'm Ooh. really excited for her. Uh, it's like, the people in this movie do a pretty decent job with what they're given. Mm -hmm. It's just a shitty written movie. Yes. But... I would say, in my personal opinion i would prefer rewatching this over halloween oh Six. well at least okay, so what i mean like in that it's like written shitty like it's pretty schlocky oh absolutely but like it's a little fun you can at have times. fun with like this movie, movie you can have fun like roasting at least and mm. there are moments that are pretty good like when michael myers actually does kill people you're like thank god <laughs> I, say, I think that some of the kills are a little interesting because they use the like cameras on yeah. the people so it looks like an old uh, CDI game from the True, like it's, it's 2001 when they filmed this yeah. movie so like the camcorders that they have like the hidden cameras are like garbage they're bad so like everything looks really bad and everything's already on like cause it's but that tripod kill is That tripod cool. kill's cool. I like when he bursts through, like, it's all of the kills inexplicably are captured on camera, but none of the people watching the live stream see them. Yeah. So, okay, so the plot of this movie essentially is that Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks run a entertainment company, Called Dangertainment. That's some kind of internet web series, like Big Brother, because that was big at the time. Mm -hmm. So they're basically getting a bunch of college kids together that and what they tell them is that they are going to be spending Halloween night in the Myers house you know abandoned for years and whatnot to try to like find the secrets of why Michael Myers like went crazy so they're in there like finding you know weird like drawings weird like cages there's like a bunch of like weird like obviously like evidence of child abuse and all this stuff and just a bunch of creepy shit like stuff you find at a haunted house mm-hmm and we know as the audience that, like, Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks are planning all this stuff, and they're just doing it, like, for views. Which, I mean, it's innocent. It's fine. Yeah. No one's getting hurt yet. Um, and they just happen to be there when Michael Myers decides, well, I guess I'm just gonna go back to my house now. <laughs> Who are all these people? <laughs> Why are people here? This is my place. Yeah, so he's like, alright, I guess I'm gonna kill you guys, too. 
And, yeah, like you said, there's, like, he kills a guy with a tripod. Like, he just shoves it into yeah, his neck. he just shoves it into his throat. Um, there's a guy, like, cause they're all wearing, like, headband, like, weird GoPro-type cameras so mm-hmm. people can follow them. Like, there's a live stream going on that people can watch. Um, and one guy's just looking at himself in the mirror, and then Michael Myers bursts through it and kills him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, those kills are kind of cool because it's this... How long do people watching realize it's like, oh wait, this is real? Mm-hmm. Which may that may be why they don't do anything. Yes, um, but there is, like we said, Buster Rhymes is kind of like the main character. I don't know how he got involved in this, but um, I don't know how they he got that. I I'm convinced that he convinced them to include. I think he really was fighting. like, okay, yeah, because like, <laughs> Buster Rhymes is the most infamous scene in this movie. Which is like, every time you hear about Resurrection, it's about this scene. So at the end, you've got your final girl going, Buster Rhymes, who's like, not gonna die. Like, I feel like every time they're like, and then we kill Buster Rhymes. And then he's went, like, Actually, no! in my contract, you can't kill me? <laughs> I don't care. So he, there's a scene early in the movie that like, establishes that he's like, really into kung fu movies. Because why not? And at the end of the movie, he shows up in just like, the dumbest dialogue he comes in, he's like, hey, Michael, trick or treat, motherfucker. And I'm like, he's like, Michael Myers, like, is looking at him so good. We should also say, the mask in this movie is just covered in makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, they have drawn on eyebrows. It's it's weird looking. So this weird face looks at him like, you fucking crazy? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do here? And then he, like, does, like, Bruce Lee kung fu sound effects. And then... Kicks Michael Myers into an electrical fire. Which is how Michael, for their all intents and purposes, dies until he shows back up in a coroner's table. Buster Rhymes kills Michael Myers with karate. That's where we're at with these it's movies. It's not something I ever expected to <coughs> hear in my life, let alone see in my life. Yeah, yeah. The So... so the first thing I literally have is just Busta. <laughs> it's either Busta or Mr. Rhymes. Yeah, Mr. Rhymes. I just love that, like, if you were addressing him on set, it's either, like, can we get Busta? Or, like, <laughs> can, Mr. Uh, Rhymes, I got your coffee? Paging Mr. Rhymes. <laughs> Mr. We're ready Rhymes. for you on set. It's like in um, uh, Seed of Chucky, they have Redman play himself. Yes. And it's like, do we call him Redman, or is it Mr. Man? <laughs> is it Mr. Mr. Redman? Or, you know? <laughs> uh... Yeah, so the live stream is cool. So as it goes on, there's... So the final girl has a friend who's watching the live stream at a Halloween party. And every time they cut back to him, more and more people have decided to just enter this room and watch the live stream. By the end, the entire party is in this room watching the live stream. It's weird, but it's good because that character is, is there to basically go... So after Michael's killed all of her friends, she's trying to find out where he is. So she can try to get out. So she has her friend texting her, like, updates Mm -hmm. uh, about where he is because he's watching the stream. And that's a cool way to to kind of modernize it, I suppose. Like, you know, utilize the, the, you know, camera angle, I suppose. (laughs) This movie, if you don't take it seriously, it's really fun. Like, the Buster Rhymes thing is obviously very entertaining. Tyra, mm-hmm. like, this is Tyra Banks. This is 2002. America's Next Top Model Tyra is Banks. very big. 
Like Tyra oh, Banks man. did Halloween. I mean, she like I, I think she still does. Like she hosts America's Got Talent now. That sounds about right. And yeah. like only that I can ever think of is I'm like, remember when you were in Halloween Resurrection? Do you remember <laughs> that time? So, I don't have a whole lot about Resurrection aside from just Busta. I mean, it's just go into it if you're going <clears throat> to watch it, go into it looking just to enjoy a movie for being dumb fun. And specifically, go into it with a couple of your friends oh. and make fun of it as it's going. <laughs> like we did. <laughs> like we do. Because that's so, how like, you get through I think, and this like is the this. only one, like, this movie felt almost like a Friday the 13th type movie. Like, a lot of the Halloweens, they're not really dumb fun. Mm-hmm. They're either just, like, there's good parts amongst bad time. Yes. This was actually, like, dumb fun. Like, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. Those sequels aren't good most of the time, but they are fun. Mm-hmm. This is the one sequel that's not, like, it wasn't trying to take itself seriously. <laughs> like, it very much was like, no, we know this is dumb, guys. Come on. Yeah. So, for eight, s- no? Sixteen. Sixteen years. Michael the franchise Actually, no, he didn't. For many years after oh, 2008. Right. <laughs> We're going to skip over the Rob Zombie episodes. We're going to cover those. In For nine time. years. For a bit. Michael, Michael Myers. Myers laid dormant. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, Blumhouse drops this little trailer and is like, hey. Holy shit. Do you Jimmy remember Lee that? Jimmy Curtis is back. It wasn't even just the trailer first. It was a photo shoot mm-hmm. that had Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie. Yep. With, um, I think it was the new actor that played Michael Myers. Yeah. doing, like, photos. Like, they're, like, with pumpkin... Like, it was on the cover of, like, People Magazine. They're like, dude, it's happening. Yeah. And everyone was so everyone hyped. was really... Uh, we were so I was excited. already super hyped. And then that trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this looks amazing! <laughs> it's... It's so good. Everyone so good. was back for this. Yes. With the exception of Deborah Hill. I, she's alive still, right? Uh, I don't know if she passed great. away. John Carpenter is back. Oh no, producing. Deborah Hill passed away. Yes, in she did pass away. John Carpenter is back producing. Mm-hmm. He's back composing. You have David Gordon Green directing and, and writing. Yes. Uh, who else was writing? Uh, Danny McBride yes. wrote along. Danny with McBride, him. who's until this point done exclusively like comedies, mm-hmm. like. Uh, like Eastbound and Down, he like is what being well known for. He's been like Adam Sandler type stuff. I think yeah. he and Adam McKay own um, Gary Sanchez Productions. Like they yeah. made Vice, they made Anchorman, all that kind of stuff. And this, mm-hmm. which uh, it's kind of like how um, not Seth MacFarlane, uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is a comedic personality. Mm-hmm. But he also produces a bunch of, like, he produced Preacher and mm-hmm. The Boys. Yeah. Because he's just, like, really into comic books. So evidently, like, these guys, like, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, were super into Halloween. That they uh, they uh, they had an idea for a script. Mm-hmm. They approached John Carpenter with it. And John Carpenter liked it so much that he was like, I'll do it. Whatever you guys want to do, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Even when they're like, let's make three of them. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, okay. Sure. So, like, all we heard was that this script was so good that it got 
like it got Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter to be like a hundred and ten percent on board with it. Well, and actually, what helped get Jamie Lee Curtis completely on board is Jake Gyllenhaal, who's like her unofficial grandson to really? her. Or, yeah, grandson to her, was like, oh. hey, I've worked with this director before on Stronger. He's really good at what he does, and this is right up your alley. Cool. And she was like, okay, sure, I'll read the script. Awesome. And then she was like, gung-ho oh, yeah. for it. Because it's so true to her character from the original. This movie... Oh, God. Like, if not, like, okay, so the movie is very scary. Like, I wouldn't say it's very scary. It's a very intense movie. Yes. It's the scariest any of the Halloween movies have been since the original. Well, and frankly, I think a lot of that also has to do with the really well-done score well, by John Again, Carpenter. the score, obviously, but, I mean, we'll get into it when we actually start. Mm. But if for nothing else, it's the best movie about Michael Myers or Laurie out of all 12 all of them. Um, and it's just, I, how did they write this movie? And what are they going to do? Like, I'm so excited. So, I know okay. you're a little hesitant, but no, I'm No, no, so I'm getting excited. less and less hesitant. I'm more like, it's like that kind of like, uh, abusive relationship where like, I don't want to get hurt again. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't know if I can trust you. Because again, the curse of Michael Myers is not the movie, but the actual, the actual thing that I have every, with the exception of the first two movies, every single time. That they make a new thing after a really big success. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Season of the Witch. Panned. Reinvigorated by Return of Michael Myers. Great. Ruined by Re- Revenge of Michael Myers and Curse of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Reinvigorated by H2O. Awesome movie. Ruined by Resurrection. Say what you will about the Rob Zombie movies. The first one, great. Second one, arguably not as good. Mm-hmm. So this one. I'm young, dumb, and ready to get hurt again by this franchise. <laughs> I'm okay with it, but here's the thing. So there's gonna be... Three. So, yes. I mean, two more after this. So, again, another trilogy. They're kind of mm-hmm. doing it. Um, but at first, until, like, the week bef- the week after this movie came out, I thought this was it. Yeah. I'm like, this is their capstone on Halloween. Mm-hmm. They're done after this. Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter are, like, actually putting this to bed. And the ending was perfect. Mm-hmm. There was nothing ever like it in the franchise. It's so and good. like when we saw it, I sat there through the credits, like, "Holy shit! Mm-hmm. They can actually end it now." And then they're like, "We're making two more." And I'm like, "Oh, so fuck. close!" But but we'll get into it on our predictions for Halloween Kills. But we're pretty sure that all three movies take place on the same nights. I wouldn't be surprised. If nothing else, Halloween Kills definitely does. I think or at least so, for yeah. some of it, it does. So, can we get into this movie? Let's please. So, it's only called Halloween. It is the third movie yeah. to be titled Halloween. It is a sequel to the original yes. Halloween and not any of the other Everything movies. that we've said over the past two to three hours of Halloween stuff, is disregard. Nicks. All you need to know is the first movie and then this one. Which is great, because when we wanted to watch this with people, all we had to do was just watch Halloween, mm-hmm. and then we're like, alright, go, this one. Yeah. So it came out in 2018, as yes. you said, you came know... Out two years ago. The A-team's on this movie, everyone oh, yeah. involved well, kicks so much butt. this cast is so sad. Oh, we have man. Jamie Lee Curtis back as Laurie yep. Strode. We have Judy Greer yeah. as Karen Strode. Judy Greer... I only really know her from the Jurassic World movie. She's mm-hmm. in other stuff, I yeah. just don't... 
I'm not as familiar with her. You, yeah. If you saw her, you'd probably recognize her. Absolutely. Um, for Lori's granddaughter, they went with another like new, uh, relative new, newcomer, newcomer yeah. named uh, Andy Matichek playing Allison. She's great. And James Jude Courtney is in as the shape for about 90% of this movie. When the other 10%, they brought back Nick Castle, the original Michael Myers actor. It's just for like five seconds. But it's so worth it. I mean, it's cool to be like, that's Nick Castle. Well, and then we have... Also, James Jude Courtney is a terrifying, like, older man. Because Michael Myers, canonically now, is 61. James Jude Courtney has that, like, if you've seen Don't Breathe, he looks like the man from that movie. Like, he's this, like, older-looking man, but, like, very strong. I was like, he's a strong six-foot-three Yeah, he's a guy. big, scary-looking older man. Do you have it? Who else do you have for this? I know that uh, the... Then we have Haluk Bilginar as our new Loomis, Dr. Sartain. Yeah, he's, I think, from Turkey or somewhere around that area. Yes, he's from Turkey. Yeah. Um, I know that in terms of the teenage cast, I don't have their names, but I know the guy that plays... Dylan Arnold. Yeah, I love Dylan Arnold. <laughs> he's he's found his niche, his niche playing these type roles where he's you like know? the boyfriend who's kind of an absolute... Well, and dick. you know what? I feel for him because ev- that's everything that I get cast into is just like a jerk. <laughs> and I told you like on his Instagram like about a year ago, because he's also in Un- Uncanny Annie. He's a Blumhouse mm-hmm. alum. So he's... Plays is that pretty much the same character in that movie. So during promo for that movie, he released this video on Instagram of him like carving a pumpkin, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Dylan Arnold. You may know me as the asshole boyfriend from Halloween 2018, or the jerk boyfriend from Uncanny Annie. I want you to know, I'm actually kind of a nice guy." <laughs> so he does this whole thing where like it's like him with his cat, just like hanging out. I love that. Um, and then rounding out our teenage cast, we have Virginia Gardner as Vicky. Miles Robbins is Dave. Drew... Dave is the his the like their their friend that comes on to her, right? No, that is Oscar. Played oh no, Dave Drew is Sh- um because he's Drew the Sheeta. son of uh, Tim Robbins. Yes, yeah, from the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks just like his dad. Um, and then my favorite kid in this movie <laughs> is Julian, played by Jibril. Nantambu, because he, this little kid. How old is this kid? Like 10, 11? <laughs> At like the time, so this is two um, years ago. His age is not on his IMDb. He's gotta page. be like 11. He's gotta be under 12, at <laughs> least. And this kid is so goddamn funny. He's really funny. And again, it's not overkill. No. Like, whenever, again, whenever there's like a comedic kid in anything, sometimes, a lot of the time it's overkill, but he has moments of genuine connect, because it's like. Again, they, they it's a return to form with babysitters. I mean, that Vicky character that you just mentioned is babysitting mm-hmm. this this Julian kid. You know, they're razzing each other, they're giving each other shit. Well, and then right as she puts him to bed, they have this sweet moment where she's like, yeah. you know, you're actually my favorite kid I babysit. Well, and even he kind of shows vulnerability where he's like, you know, I saw something scary, Mark, could you go check it? Like, mm-hmm. he kind of loses that, like, little kid, like, confidence of, like, you know they're like way more mature than they let on sort of thing but he's mm-hmm. like no he's still a kid um so i want to get, get in. into this so what i got i have three things okay i have the ending which we'll talk about later actually i have more than that but i now that i look at it uh but three main things that i want to okay. touch on specifically it's the ending which we'll talk about later um the mask yeah so michael myers is 
well, I mean, we'll get more into it, but also just the... So, one of the things that this movie borrowed, I think, from H2O especially, is Michael Myers kills people very aggressively. Yes. As if it's... Both on screen and off. And it's... In, like, it, I've never seen him... Like, in the franchise, he's never really killed someone like these ways. Or if, mm-hmm. or if he has, it's been just kind of vague of him just holding him and then they just like they just make a fully sound like cracking bones or something no he this, like rips people's jaws off yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy yeah he at one point in the right before the bathroom scene he like rips a dude's jaw he internally yeah he like socket. internally breaks a dude's jaw and then steals some of his teeth it's so just creepy. to mess with someone he, this man has been lying dormant yeah. in a institution for 40 years and he has now broken out and he is on a mission i think the first person that we see him kill on screen is a kid he kills like a 13 14 year old boy yes and i'm like did michael myers just up and waste that kid i like i didn't turn to you and i was like did michael myers just kill a kid i think so you know (laughs) this is a more like H2O was a more aggressive and a more intense Michael Myers, but this takes it up another yeah. two notches. The My, like, point of it... Of, so, yeah, obviously he kills people very aggressively, but that is not any more evident than when Michael goes what I call trick-or-treating. Yes. Where once he actually returns to Haddonfield, he's got the mask on, he's got everything. He's and, got about an eight-minute long take. Yeah, where he just goes from house to house and he just kills whoever he finds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Fuck. Yeah. Like, that's what Michael Myers... Like, that's the reason he should be locked up. Like, because everyone's like, oh, Michael Myers will kill anyone he finds. And it's like, yeah, he kind of does, but not really. Mm-hmm. This is him going, I'm going to kill anyone I find. Mm-hmm. And if I'm... Until I am stopped. Like, the only reason he starts to go after Lori is because she finds him. And, like, this, like... And goes after him. Ass. So, all right. So, to, to kind of run down, like, this movie, obviously, Lori is back. And in an H2O sort of style, she is ruined by her experience with the shape. Yes. Much more profoundly and deeply psychologically than in H2O. Mm-hmm. To the point that after her experience, she completely became like agoraphobic, paranoid. She has spent her yeah. entire life preparing for yeah. in case he comes back. Yeah. She has a line that was in the trailer. She's like, I prayed every night that he would escape so I could kill him. Yes. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, and I love the cop right afterwards is like, why would you do that? Yeah. thing to pray for. <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> so she it lives in the middle of the woods, away from town. No yeah, one sees her. Floodlights. She's got floodlights, security cameras. cameras, gates. She has, like, rigged up traps, a hidden guns, basement. bunkers. She has trained her and her daughter in survival to the point that her daughter was taken away from her by the states. Yes, when and, she when she yeah. was 12. Yes, yeah. And so, like, she has, uh, like, everyone's relationships with each other in these movies are, ve- in this movie, is very realistic. They're very and developed. De- like, a lot of depth. Yes. Like, the relationship between, what's her daughter's name? Like, Cameron. Karen. Karen. Yeah, Karen. <laughs> she is such a Karen. I'm like, she's like, you're dead, Karen. Come on, get your yeah. shit together. So like, the relationship between Lori and Karen is very strained, obviously. But mm-hmm. you know, Lori's like, yeah, it sucks, but like, I was right, and I need to keep you safe. But then, on the other hand of the coin, because of their strained relationship, yeah. 
um, Karen and Allison's relationship are starting to get strained because Allison's still trying to have yeah. a relationship with her grandmother, and Karen's just not letting that happen sometimes. Well, and Allison is in contact with her grandmother. Mm -hmm. They talk a lot, on, like almost unbeknownst to her mother. Yes. Um, and obviously Karen doesn't want them to have a relationship because Lori is self-destructive. Mm -hmm. But again, she would be self-destructive if Michael Myers weren't pure evil. Like, yes. if, he if he was just a man, or if he did just disappear, she would just be crazy. But she's not, because he's actually evil. Yes. Um, so, the... Obviously, it's been 40 years since the original. Laurie's doing that. Michael has been captured. So, the, the end of Halloween, the original. Mm -hmm. Michael Myers disappears from... You know, after he gets shot off the balcony by Loomis, he disappears. Not an hour later, a cop arrests him. Yes. And, and he gets remanded into... to Smith's Grove for 40 years. Yes. So Michael's been dormant. Like, literally nothing mm -hmm. for 40 years. Well, and I love they have, like, a little auditory thing from Dr. Loomis being like, my best recommendation is to stop all <laughs> yeah. of his vitals and yeah. immediately incinerate yeah. it's like, the body. you should kill him, like, check his vitals, and then immediately incinerate him. Because he is pure evil, he will never stop, and... And no one will This is the him. first movie that, like, it's actually well-documented that, okay, we have some people that believe that Michael Myers is just a man. Mm. He's not. No. He is he a can't. force inhabiting a human body mm -hmm. that cannot be stopped, we think. Yes. We'll get into that with the ending. But, there's... Because there's no drive left in him, he's unable to kill, he's just dormant. Mm -hmm. He is an empty vessel that just eats and sleeps and breathes and does nothing. Yeah. The movie begins with two British investigative journalists who are doing a podcast on Michael Myers and Laurie. Mm -hmm. They go and visit him. They meet Dr. Sartain, who's like, no, no, no. Like, and there's a lot of like hints to the fact that he can speak. But mm -hmm. just doesn't. Like, yeah. there's a lot of, like, build-up in this movie that, like, groundwork that he will speak, which makes me think maybe in kills or ends that he does. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens in ends. I, I'd be, I mean, eh, maybe. I would be okay with it, I Because think. there's a lot of times that people are like, he, come on, I know you can speak, and he just doesn't. Mm -hmm. So, these journalists come over, they have this big, very artistic-looking scene, this big, empty, like, courtyard that's, like, a checkerboard. Yeah. And there are, like, six-foot-by-six-foot squares where the inmates have outside time where they are chained to a cinder block in the ground. So they can't So they can't move. box. So, you know, Michael's just standing there. He's got the scar on his neck from when Lori stabbed him mm -hmm. with the sewing needle. He's blind in his left eye from when she stabbed him. Like, everything is linear. Everything is continuous. Everything, mm -hmm. like, stays the same. He, his vessel was injured. But yes. he's not dead. He was injured. As the podcasters approach him, they're like, we need a response out of him. I have this thing in my bag. That I got from the DA's office. And canonically, not in real life, but canonically, it's the same mask that he wore that 40 night. 40 years ago. And... As they bring that mask out and like hold it, because his back is to them, but they hold it up to him, and he's like, "They," he's like, "You feel it." And as that happens, the the shape, the shape, like that force, that evil force, awake, like it comes back mm -hmm. because he kind of twitches, 
Everyone in the is courtyard freaking out. freaks out. The dogs are barking. Everyone is like freaking out. The alarms start going, and they just are screaming at him to say something. And then, and then the, the title, title card. I literally have chills just thinking oh. about it. It's the coolest thing this entire franchise had made, and this was ten minutes in the movie, if that. If that, yeah. Holy I love, shit. I love the credit sequence for this movie, because mm-hmm. in the original, it's just the pumpkin, but in this one, they specifically filmed a pumpkin rotting yeah. and reversed the image. Like, it's, like, the theme of it, obviously, it is, is like, literally it's, yeah. coming back from the dead. Oh, it's so just cool. Just like how Michael Myers was thought yeah. to have died. Because uh, everything in this movie, thematically, is so good. And it's not even just out of fan service or nostalgia. It works. Like, mm-hmm. they feel like spiritual progressions of each other. Yes. Like, as the movie goes on, and so Michael Myers obviously gets his mask back. He murders these podcasters as he breaks out. Um, he kills a lot of people. Especially, yeah. like, not even before he, like, even gets his mask. He's killed, like, five people already. Mm-hmm. So, he's just... I mean, like the original, there's a, like, not even a Loomis timeline. It's like a Michael Myers, what he's doing, mm-hmm. and then what Laurie's doing. Yes. So, you know, a lot of the movie, obviously, is the buildup of the Strodes and, you know, the generations between Laurie, Karen, and Allison. How they talk about Laurie, especially towards the end of this movie, is every kind of slasher movie has this, like, final girl as, like, a victim. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of the psychology, at least in the 80s, revolved on this, like, misogynist-type view of slasher films as, like, this... You need to, like... Women had to adopt masculinity to overcome, like, an established... Like, all that... Mm-hmm. I, sure, you could sound all fancy and point all these things. This is the one that actually works for me. Yeah. Because she's overcoming victimhood, not by moving on, but by becoming... The aggressor. Well, yeah, she goes from prey to predator. And they talk about that in the movie. They're like, what drives Michael Myers? Mm-hmm. Is it just that he needs to be a predator? Because that checks out. Yeah. And once we get to the ending, that's where I believe that it's well and truly ending. Is because once you flip the script, that force is gone. Mm-hmm. There's nothing left. Um. So, that being said... As she becomes the Predator, there's all these homages to the original film and, like, shots. Like, for instance, the original movie where she looks out her classroom window and sees Michael Myers outside. Mm-hmm. In this movie, Allison looks out her window and sees, and sees Laurie outside. And especially during the climax, Laurie is Michael Myers. Laurie mm-hmm. is hunting him. Laurie shows up in the shadows. Laurie disappears. Laurie falls off a balcony yeah. and disappears the next time Michael looks like, for her. it's a a fantastic like progression and mm-hmm. flipping of the scripts um i think like i said the strodes are all super relatable and there's not an effort to make them like the new final girls like they're just characters yeah they're not like stereotypes mm-hmm. they're their own thing like yeah, karen has her own thing her husband feels real like that's a lived-in marriage allison has her own problems with school and with her boyfriend like, they're all real people that have other problems that are not about Michael Myers, with the exception of Laurie, because that's all of her life. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not a lot... Like, how some of the good, better movies in this franchise are, there's a lot of build-up mm-hmm. before he starts killing people. Yes. Like, I mean, yeah, he kills people before, but, like, when he's Michael Myers, he's got the mask and everything, and he's back in Haddonfield, 
Like, that trick-or-treat scene isn't until, I think, maybe halfway through the movie, maybe. That sounds about right, yeah. Um, I think now's... It's that, speaking of that scene, uh, I think now's a good time to talk about the soundtrack. Yes. So, John Carpenter is back. John Carpenter <laughs> is back, and oh my god, can you tell. And With his son, is, too. Yeah. And he is putting his all into this and we're gonna close out with the from the soundtrack the shape hunts allison where they used a cello bow Mm -hmm. on an electric guitar to get an intense booming sound Mm -hmm. if you really want me chills to think about a really really good addition to your like halloween playlist halloween triumphant is my favorite song on that because it's basically like the overture but it's mm-hmm. the credits. Yeah. Because it's all of the different new songs they've, like, kind of made all in one. Mm-hmm. And kind of like how we talked about with Halloween 2, that, like, it's the same feel, but they just moved it. Like, it, it's this, it feels like the same movie. It's just different soundtracks. Yes. <clears throat> like, 2 had more techno-y type stuff. Like, the theme was a lot more, like, synthy. This feels... Like, it's been asleep for 70 years waking up. The instruments are, it's still a synth, and mm-hmm. it's a guitar, but the grandioseness and the, like, they're not intense. Like, they're yeah. very just there, and they're, like, it feels like something that's older has come to modern times and is just, I, I, I don't know, I'm not a very big music description person, but, like, mm-hmm. it... It feels like Michael Myers. It feels like it's a, a thing that's been trapped in time for forty years. And it is the most intense score. Oh, it's that so we good. Have seen in the entire franchise. Oh, absolutely. Which I think directly correlates to Michael Myers. Oh, absolutely. Because in the original, it's got that creepy atmosphere, but it's not completely overwhelming. It's in just very one, unsettling. And in yeah. this one, it gets to be that point where it's like, I can take you out if I want to. Yeah. I just need to t- name the time and place. Yeah, well, like, all of... So, they, like, kind of put modern twists on the shapes themes, like, mm-hmm. the shape hunts. My favorite... The one that they released before the movie came out was The Shape Returns, which yes. is the music during him trick-or-treating. And I was like, this is new, but it's got the old stuff in there, but there's new stuff happening also. Mm-hmm. So, it feels... It's not like someone just kind of doing you know, a cover of Halloween or whatever. Yeah. It's just, like, it's happening at the same time. There's just, like you said, like, with the Shape Hunts Allison, it's a completely new thing. When there's... my One of my other favorite ones is The Shape Burns, which is the yes. last song, which is a synth version of the theme. Mm-hmm. But there's also... I don't... It probably is another, like, cello guitar thing that they do. But it's way more, like, there's a lot more finality to it. Yeah. Like, as that house burns, and it's just, like... Which now I'm literally just now realizing is that she's killing her fear. Mm-hmm. Like, not even just with Michael Mark. She's killing the house that yeah. was, like, her cage. Mm-hmm. I literally just thought of that. <laughs> like, this movie was just, well, like... I think the biggest... Like, it's a really simple thing for me, but the biggest musical moment that like got to my like soul was when he finds the mask after having killed oh, these just... journalists 
and he's putting it on, and it's just a simple piano slowly plunking out the notes. Mm-hmm. It is gives me goosebumps every time. Oh, I man. can't, I can't help it. It's uh, so cool. The last two things I have, last thing I have before I want to get into the ending. If you mm-hmm. have anything else, um, please take away. There's again, like okay, so his kills are intense. They're very creative mm-hmm. and they're very festive. Yes, like he I kills, say, yeah, he kills Vicky, and then like dressed up as a ghost. He kills those two cops and fucking and makes, makes one of their heads a jack-o'-lantern. Which is it. so... He creepy, cuts the guy's head off, cool. hollows it out somehow, puts a flashlight in the neck hole so it's like a jack-o'-lantern. It's fucked up, but, but it's, it's cool creative and festive. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those kills alone... Like, please go watch this movie. Like, yes, I know we've talked a lot about it, but, like, there's so much that we haven't even touched on. Oh, my gosh. And while... I'm going to talk about the ending. It won't be in a spoiler territory. It's mm-hmm. just I'm going to talk about what thematically it means. Yes. And there's more. So clearly Michael Myers will be back. So it's not a spoiler. That, I was say, we know, have two more movies. We have two more movies that we know he's in. So this movie is capped off by the Strodes confronting Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very, I believe if you're going to have a, a feminine empowerment moment for horror, like a lot of stuff's doing now, this did it without it being shutting it in your face. Yes. And they didn't do this thing where, like, Michael Myers is still dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, he isn't just, like, going down because of their strength and, and, and unity. Like, mm-hmm. not that sort of thing. So, when they finally get him, and I don't want to say how, but when they get to him, and they have a failsafe where they start burning their house, you know, it's like a, it's like a self-destruct sort of button. Mm-hmm. That theme plays, the shape burns, and Michael just stares at them. He's just looking at them, like, almost, like, upset. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like what is this? Like, kind of like how Pennywise was afraid at the end of It Chapter 1, where he's just, like, it's almost... So, when we talked about Curse of Michael Myers and how they just, like, turned him off, mm-hmm. that's, like, what this should have been. Yeah. Because... And they talk about what drives Michael Myers, and it's being a predator. It's mm-hmm. just having that. Like, not making people afraid of you, but just the the drive to kill things. Well, yeah, like, I think it's Dr. Sartain says, the thing that I believe drives them is that Michael loves being a predator, and Lori fears becoming prey yes. again. And she feared becoming prey, so she's like, I'm gonna make myself scary. Mm-hmm. But she's like, she knows, like, when she figures out that they're transferring Michael when he actually escapes, she goes to try to kill him. Yeah. And is too and afraid. She can't do it. She's still afraid of him. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if, you know, yeah, she says she prays every night for him to escape, he could very well still escape. And no matter what she's done, he could still kill her. Mm-hmm. And, well, and they're, they have a couple interactions, and they are brutal. He almost kills her the first time that they meet each other. Mm-hmm. Like, not when she sees him in the window, but when he shows up at her door, he's, like, this close from killing her. Yeah. And that's it. Like, everything is, is screwed. It's for naught. So, once she flips the script on him and he realizes that he's prey, mm-hmm. that they've trapped him. Yes. That they are now the hunters. Yes. And they're escaping. They cut back to where he was... And he's gone. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I was like, they didn't kill Michael Myers. They beat him. Yes. None of these movies have done that. They've always killed him. Mm-hmm. And that's not how you beat him. You beat him 
Because you can kill a body, but because the shape is a force that inhabits a body, no matter what you do to it, it will come back. Mm -hmm. You have to kill that force. You have to kill the drive. And they killed it without even knowing. Yes. So I was like, holy shit, that's how you win. You just have to beat him. You have to beat him at his own game. You have to become him, but not, you know, be locked up by the need to do that. Mm -hmm. So when they announced these two more movies, I'm like... So what? He's just gonna be like, now I'm even stronger. <laughs> now I'm just mad. Well, it's like it'll be like at this time it's per. I, I truly don't know. Mm-hmm. Like we have a couple predictions for Halloween Kills. Like because Halloween 2018 did a lot of homages to the other movies. What it didn't really touch was Halloween four and five. And mm-hmm. like what we talked about in the last episode about that like lockdown mentality. Firstly, they yeah. kind of touched on this movie with the bunker. But the fact of the matter of getting the mob involved, like getting yeah, the getting, town, getting the t- a mob from the town to be like, yeah. we're gonna take. Down and I was this like, guy. I think that this is what's gonna happen because we know that Halloween Kills is going to have a larger kill count than yes. any other movie that they've made before. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly they're gonna have a lot of people get in his way. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna kill everybody. And then well, they, now, that now the now teaser, teaser trailer, trailer is out, mm-hmm. it pretty much confirmed that. I was so happy that I was right. <laughs> I'm so excited. Especially because the last, that first, one of the first shots is him, because his fingers are gone, because they blasted mm-hmm. his fingers off, which is my why I'm thinking it might be, like, he doesn't heal, like, because it's still a body. Yeah. Um, but it's in the day, mm-hmm. and he picks up his mask. I'm thinking that's, like, the last shot of the movie, or, like, uh, out there, because it's now the day. Mm-hmm. And we know that there's still scenes that are at night, and the actor, the characters are still wearing the same thing. So mm-hmm. there will be some of the movie for sure that is on the same nights. How lo- how long that will go for? I don't know. Yeah. If it will be the whole movies that night, if Halloween ends the same, I don't know. I do know that there will be day, mm-hmm. and that Michael Myers will still be alive. Yeah. Somehow. So I, that's really that's all I can so speculate exciting. to, which is great because I don't want to know. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. So I don't have a whole lot left. I think it's about time we wrap up our Halloween franchise breakdown. Well, we're all, we have one more to do. <laughs> well, this we, our main the main the, franchise the, breakdown, non Rob Zombie franchise breakdown. Yes. So okay, I really hope so. Halloween is my favorite slasher franchise for sure. Um, I think just because of Michael Myers, mm-hmm. that character is way more interesting to me than any other main slasher. Mm-hmm. And it's punctuated by a couple of movies that really do try to talk about or show him as what really is a, what is fear. It's something that you can't understand and you can't stop. Yes. And it's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And it will take its time. It doesn't need to chase you because it knows it's going to kill you. Terrifying shit. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch 2018. It's awesome. Go watch Halloween 2018. If nothing it's else, watch Halloween 2018. It's fantastic. It's, it's I cannot recommend it enough. Oh, it's man. such a good movie. I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off of me. Yeah, now we can relax. Because I've seen the Rob Zombie movie so much that I can just give you my notes mm-hmm. um, like off the top of my head. But man, I'm excited to watch those because I miss those. And I miss Rob Zombie because now October's over yeah. and everyone's immediately on Christmas. And I'm like, hmm? Yeah. No! <laughs> Halloween hangover. Hashtag yeah. Halloween hangover. Hashtag. 
Follow us on our Instagram at Follow us on Instagram. the underscore square horror podcast. If you have any requests, please DM us on Instagram or email us at squarehorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And hey, I know Christmas is coming. I know you're really excited. Not you, Danny, but I know. listeners are excited. Please remember that there are some people that are still not over how Halloween just got, like, erased for, like, a second. Yeah. Because, you know... Your holiday is all about people being together. Halloween is a bunch of different things, and they canceled Halloween. So imagine what they're going to do to your holiday. So let's just all calm down. Let's all be there for each other. And, and do uh, me a favor and stay spooky out there. <laughs>